Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And this podcast is powered by Rival Digital, which is a full-service digital marketing agency for HVAC contractors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas. I'm the host of the show. And really quick before we get started, I want to remind you all that we will be at the ACAFAL meetings down in New Orleans from November 1st through the 4th. Uh, I think our booth number is 18. Don't, don't cite me on that. Just come see us. If you're there, you'll find us. There's a map, I'm sure. Um, come see us at our booth. Come say hello. You might win something, something cool. Uh, might not win. We'll see. You'll have to come find out. Anyways, today we're joined by Alan Coggins from Cocoon, and we are really excited to learn more about about this revolutionary product. Alan, how are you doing? I'm great, Eric. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. So, Alan, why don't we start off first by having you introduce yourself and just tell us about your uh, experience in the industry and kind of how you got to where you are today. All right, great. Uh, yep, my name is Alan Coggins. I've uh, been in the industry for 25 plus years at this point. Uh, first, I went to trade school and, and really just to get my feet wet with HVAC, uh, learn the basics. And then from there, I actually went into the union, uh, Sheet Metal Workers Union. And uh, during my time as a sheet metal worker, I uh, finished two apprenticeships, uh, the service apprenticeship and the sheet metal apprenticeship. And then eventually I got into testing and balancing. And that's kind of what got me thinking like an engineer, uh, just backwards, if you will. Yeah. Nice. So where you're at now with Cocoon, tell us kind of the story of that, the origin story of, of this company. So, uh, one, yeah, I've, I've always been that guy that's been a tinkerer in the basement or, you know, just um, playing with stuff and, you know, what can I do? Or, you know, as my wife says, I just like to blow stuff up, you know, or let the magic smoke out sometimes. And, um, you know, we had a construction company at the time and we were putting a kitchen in for a guy. And um, I seen this, this black panel that was hanging above his car. And I was like, you know, I went walking by it and I'm like, man, that thing's putting out heat. And at that time, you know, I've never seen anything like that short of, you know, the, um, the gas infrared heaters, you know, that, that you'll see the big t- YouTube heaters. And so this was a little bit different to me. And um, that's kind of when I had the aha moment, if you will. And uh, I, I seen that heating panel and I thought, man, I could do something with that. And well, I started buying panels and I started testing and started building and just creating and uh, before too long, you know, after a few years, I should say, um, you know, I, I found that I had a product that was marketable uh, and actually had uh, some some different energy characteristics to it as well. Um, you know, we were seeing that, um, say, what a typical electric furnace could do, um, you know, we were doing in half the power um, and those kinds of things. And it was, we were getting better temperatures and all of that out of it. And so after many years of testing and, and just uh, continuing to develop, um, finally, we went through uh, underwriter laboratories for the safety. And then at that same time, we had our, um, our energy claim verified. Um, you know, we were seeing that we were using half the power and, you know, normally uh, the, the, the temperature readings and everything else, you know, we should have been using, you know, twice as much. And so we, we told UL, we said, hey, you know, we've got, we've got some energy savings here. 
And in their um, in, in their verification program, um, you know, they took our furnace in, they tested it, and they tested it against uh, third party competitors, um, in which you know conventional electric furnaces. Um, everybody's been building the same furnace for the you know for the last hundred years, just about when it comes to electric, anyway. Uh, and so then, yeah, they verified our energy claim that we use up to forty one percent less energy to produce heat. Wow. That's interesting because I feel like every single brand, like you were just saying, they're all made the same, but they all claim that they're energy efficient and that they're gonna you're gonna save on your monthly energy bills and and all that. So, uh, what is it about your product that truly makes it energy efficient? You know, it's it's not just one thing that gives us that that energy savings and you know makes the magic happen, if you will. Um, you know, it's a, a combination of you know. Uh, we're using different components inside of the furnace. So of course we're going to get a different, you know, a different output and a different, you know, um, just, just a whole different way of heating and cooling basically. And, and I say a whole different way. It's, it's the same, but different. <laughs> so um, we're, we're using uh, a solid ceramic thermal mass, some special design features inside of our furnace uh, that you're not going to find in your typical furnaces. Um, and then uh, our control algorithms. So when you put those three things together, um, you know, that's how you get that massive amount of savings. Uh, you know, it's not just one thing. It's not just the ceramic, you know, thermal panels or the thermal mass panels, you know. It's not just the design feature. Really, it takes all three, and especially knowing, you know, what kind of control algorithms and what you can do with the furnace in order to get, you know, that type of energy savings. Yeah. It seems really interesting. Um, so you all offer outside of just the furnace, it looks like you guys also do outdoor units and, and some other things. So what's, what does the other uh, full product line look like? Yeah, the full product line. I mean, it's, it's besides our furnaces and of course, you know, that's, that's, that's our baby there. Um, you know, uh, the, the air conditioning line, we can hook to anybody's AC unit. Um, you know, as long as we know the, um, uh, what airflows they're looking for, you know, in order to get that particular, you know, AHRI rating or coil rating or a uh, number of different things there, then, you know, we can program the furnace to meet those. Um, you know, so yes, we do have a full residential line. Uh, we have a commercial line as well. And to my knowledge, we're the only company in the world right now that can offer that kind of savings in the commercial market. Um, we also get into the industrial heating um, uh, for like hot boxes and dry rooms and hot rooms. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not just one thing. The furnace is very versatile and I built it, um, you know, to be that way. Um, you know, I myself used to be a service tech installer, all of that. And, you know, I, I tried to put all of that into, into the furnace of, okay, what is it, you know, and, and what are some of the issues I was having in the field and how can we overcome that? And so that's kind of where the, the modularity of the furnace kind of came about. The other part of the product line is our energy pods. Um, you know, we're hopefully re releasing our energy pods a little bit later this year. Uh, and basically, uh, an energy pod is a battery backup system um, that we can hook into solar, wind, uh, and grid power. You know, we're saying that we are the path to energy independence. And a lot of people, I think they, you know, when they, when they sit there and they go, okay, energy independent means I'm 100% off grid. 
Well, not necessarily. You know, a path to energy independence or a path to that that aspect there, um, your furnace and your system has to be able to grow and uh, over time. So, you know, what the concept here is with this is that, you know, we're not looking to run your whole house off grid or anything like that. You know, we want to run the heart of your home and that is your heating and cooling system. And so um, when we think of it in that aspect, now we can take renewable energy and be able to, you know, uh, charge up a battery system and then be able to run the furnace uh, and the air conditioning system off of our energy pod. And again, we're not we're, we're taking some of the human human element out of that, you know, to where, you know, the kids aren't leaving the light switches on all those kinds of things. Most everybody, you know, usually it's, it's mom or dad messing with the thermostat at the house. And if the kids do, they usually get in trouble, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, and so when we really kind of take that whole stance with it, you know, it's it becomes about the whole product and the whole cocoon offering and be able to deliver that path to energy independence. You know, the first step would be, yes, let's get a furnace and an air conditioner in your home. And then the second step from there is, okay, now we can start um, uh, capturing data on your home because every single one of our furnaces offer uh, data logging capability. And so when we, then we can capture that data. Now we can start to say, okay, how do we want to customize the furnace to the customer's home? And I think this, all, uh, this does a couple different things here. One for the contractor, it keeps them in front of their customer, um, keeps them with a relationship with their customer, if you will, not just calling them twice a year, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're able to tell if our furnace is going to have a problem before the customer would even know or even realize it. And granted, some of the other competitors are doing some similar things. Um, I just think we're doing it on a, on a whole new level. Uh, especially when we're, we start talking about, you know, adding in uh, renewable energy um, sources to our furnace and, and air conditioning system. Yeah. So microphone almost fell over there. <laughs> <laughs> so so do you all offer um, contractors out there to be dealers of Cocoon yet? Yeah, we're, we're looking for installers and dealers and distribution all throughout the United States. Um, you know, we just before the worldwide pandemic hit, uh, which none of us seen that coming, yeah. um, you know, we had so much wind in our sails. We were at the uh, AHR show. You know, we would bring our system down, run it off grid. And, and you know, at the last show that we were at, which was Florida, uh, we had six people working the booth and we were 10, 15 people deep just about the whole show because nobody could, you know, they'd never seen anything like this before. And, you know, it was it was great to be able to see that and, you know, talk with them. And, you know, we really had a lot of traction and then, well, in, enter the pandemic time. Yeah. And, you know, so one thing that I did uh, during that uh, was to keep myself busy and, you know, keep the company going and look for other ways. Uh, how can we utilize our product? How can I help the community? Is I built a uh, COVID killer system where we put our furnaces inside of shipping containers. And when you really think about it, it's pasteurization, you know, is what it comes down to. And pasteurization has been around since, you know, gosh, well just about as long as we've been drinking milk anyway. And, uh, you know, and so we, we found uh, that, yes, our system can kill COVID. Uh, and, of course, you know, you would put the, um, like a hospital bed inside of there and, you know, uh, or, or tools. We had uh, one contractor here in St. Louis that uh, they did a lot of hospital work and they wanted to make sure that things were, 
you know, clean when they got them back and before they left. And uh, so you'd put your tools and stuff in there and then, you know, um, heat it to a certain temperature and run it for a certain amount of time to make sure that the, the viruses were killed. And uh, basically, we, we got uh, put on hold by FDA. Um, you know, they gave me a letter and then put me in administrative review for a few months and then uh, politely told me and 20 other companies that your heat process is uh, no longer valid. We have vaccines, you know. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened with the COVID killer system. But um, we did. We were proven to kill COVID. Wow. See, this is the kind of stuff that people don't realize goes into getting a new product or or service off the ground is all the all the hurdles you have to go through. And it sounds like um, it sounds like th- this product is definitely um, the first of its kind in quite some time, I'd say, just based on the fact that like the reception that you said you had at the shows. Um, so are you guys are you guys still receiving that type of reception from the from the HVAC community uh, moving forward? Yeah, you know things kind of got put on hold for a little bit there. Uh, we did shoot a documentary with PBS uh, in 2020 as well. Uh, we were on a show called In Depth with Lawrence Fishburne um, in a mini documentary series, and I, I think that's still playing. Uh, it's still on their site until November, if I'm not mistaken. And um, you know so. That kind of helped a little bit, but you know, when what what we've seen kind of happen was that you know the industry, everybody just kind of shut down for a while, of course, and then all the um, HVAC companies got busy because everybody was staying home. The, the more so thing was is that people weren't necessarily looking for new products at that point. So I mean, it, things did get you know, COVID hurt us a bit um, on. On one side, you know, it was a little bit easier to get in and talk with people. And, you know, on the other side, it was, well, you know, eh, we ain't doing anything yet. So we'll, we'll come back to you later. And so now things are starting to pick back up again for us. And, you know, um, you know, there's, we, we've been having these A-coil shortages and the furnace, uh, furnace shortages, from what I hear, is not going to be any better. It's going to be worse than what the A-coils were. Um, and I think what we're seeing right now is a lot of people are looking for, um, okay, how can I get a furnace in order to sell my customer something? And, um, you know, that's where we've been getting a lot of uh, uh, input. You know, people, I think they're spending a little bit more time right now uh, in realizing, hey, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And, uh, you know, let's make sure we still have product. Yeah. I was having this exact same conversation earlier. Um, if you're listening to this episode now, it was the episode that was posted before this one uh, with uh, Allie Brown. We were having the same conversation about, um, I guess, really loyalty to particular brands and how the pandemic affected that because, you know, everyone was was very loyal to, uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of contractors were remaining pretty loyal to their their dealer or whoever they got their equipment from. And then when the shortage came around, it really pulled back a, a bed sheet, if you will. And yeah. say, hey, look, <laughs> you're going to have to buy something else if you don't want to wait 30 weeks to install an HVAC system. Right, right. And, you know, from what I'm hearing and what, you know, uh, the industry scuttlebutt, if you will, is, is that, you know, the furnaces aren't going to be any better this coming winter. And I think that's one reason why, you know, like I said, uh, people are being, you know, driven looking for something new. And, you know, we're, we're not a we're not a great fit for everybody, ultimately. You know, I mean, we are the Tesla of the industry, if you will. 
um, you know, um, we have unmatched energy savings. Um, you know, the comfort is greatly increased compared to what, you know, your typical systems are out there. Uh, and the fact that our furnace can go renewable, um, you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing more and more people go, uh, we want to make sure that we have power even when the grid's down, you know, or we want our heating and cooling even when the grid's down. And so, you know, I've, I've here lately, it's almost been more people have been interested in our energy systems than they are so much, you know, the HVAC aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what we're really looking at is combining the two and, you know, uh, getting out there and saying, Hey, look, we do have a path to renewable, you know, and we do have a path to energy independence and we can crawl, walk, then run with this, you know, unlike some of these, um, you know, solar installations and those kinds of things where you're 60, $70,000 and, you know, the government's going to kick back, you know, maybe another 20 or so, um, you know, we offer a step-by-step or at least let's call it a stair-step solution. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to mention the solar energy thing because it kind of it kind of reminded me a little bit of the solar energy push. There's, I, I feel like the past year or so, I know for a fact at my house, I've gotten probably three or four different companies knocking on my door uh, trying to sell us solar, and they all kind of they all kind of told us the same thing where they're like, you know, it's about ten grand to install it, but you're gonna save this money, but you're going to be financing it. So you're not really saving a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, you're just shifting the expense from your current bill to a finance bill. Um, so it, it didn't really seem like it was doing a whole lot for us there. Well, and that's like here in Missouri, uh, we're located uh, in St. Clair, Missouri, but um, uh, our energy provider, if you have solar on your, on your home. Uh, okay. So our um, kilowatt per hour is eight cents a kilowatt hour here in, in Missouri, which is we're like in the top five of being the lowest rates in the country. Um, so if you have solar on your house, they're actually going to buy that back, you know, from you for two cents a kilowatt hour and then turn around and sell it back to you for eight. So any of that extra that you're producing, they're buying at a uh, discounted rate. And that's where our energy pods, if you will, becomes a, um, a middleman there. Okay. So if you're, if you've got solar and you're, you're wholesaling it back to them, well, instead of wholesaling everything back to them, turn around, you know, fill your energy pod and then run your, your system off of the energy pod at that point. Um, because then you're not only producing, but you're also using, uh, at that savings as well, instead of selling everything back at a, you know, at a wholesale rate. And, you know, what we're finding is, is that, um, uh, when people really start in, uh, to think about it in that context, then it makes sense. You know, they're like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Now I can use it at the eight cents and not, not sell it at two cents. So, yeah. So does the energy pod essentially almost act like a generator? Yep. Or, yeah. Stored in there. Yeah. It, um, you know, and, and see that, that's the thing that's, you know, let, let's say you got a customer who's, you know, uh, they they want to be greener, or, you know, they want lower energy bills, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, again, the first step is the furnace. And then from there, you know, instead of having to, okay, turn around and, oh, you need a 20 kilowatt system. Well, no, you may not, because now we've got that data. Now the most you may need is, is a five kilowatt system, 
you know, mm-hmm. and then by the time you add in, okay, well, hey, here's your five kilowatts, and then you know, here's your battery system, you're still a fraction of the cost of what that you know, <laughs> forty kilowatt system would have been, or you know, whatever it uh, would be. Yeah. So a lot of so a lot of uh, manufacturers out there offer like a co-op program for their dealers, if you will. Uh, is that something that you all are currently offering or something you're thinking about doing in the future? Yeah, we're looking at doing that in the future. I mean, um, you know, well, especially with our, our dealers, you know, um, you know, turn around and being able to, you know, offer them, you know, better services and everything else compared to what they may be getting now. Um, and especially with the energy aspect, you know, we're looking at, um, I would love to uh, start an, an energy co-op and take it nationwide. You know, when you turn around and you look at what an energy co-op is today, uh, they're geolocation bound and that's it. Um, however, their goals and our goals are aligned. Uh, unlike a utility who's a for-profit company, um, they're looking at that bottom dollar, that's it. Whereas the co-ops are like, okay, how can we save our members more money? How can we reduce our electrical print? You know, how can we, you know, and, and that's where we're finding that, um, especially in rural America, uh, we're having better uh, luck uh, and just, you know, better conversations about, you know, solutions as well. Um, you get out in rural America and you've got, you know, heat pump, propane and electric. And that's pretty much it, you know, or wood, you know, um, and, you know, that's that, that's where we're finding that, okay, you know, when it comes to the energy savings, especially with electric, it's a no-brainer. When it comes to, you know, the propane, we're still a no-brainer, um, mainly so more so on safety. We don't explode and we do not produce carbon monoxide, you know, but yet you get those gas-like temperatures out of our furnace. Um, and so, again, you know, rural America um, is, is, is kind of our sweet spot right now. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a gas furnace in, in my home, and I was kind of debating between the gas and the electric, and I went with the gas one just because, the, you know, a lot of people are under the understanding that gas furnaces are really, like, the way to go if you want true, like, quick heat in your house. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing that our furnace, you know um, – you know, the, we've been trying to overcome that too, where, you know, we're lumped in as an electric furnace right now, which we are not an electric furnace. I don't know how else to say that, you know, um, you know, we have different components, we operate different, um, you know, the electric furnace and the heat pump, you know, you're going to have that cold heat, you know, where with ours, you're going to be more similar to like a gas type heat out of our furnace. Yeah. That could be like the, the tagline. An electric furnace with gas heat capabilities, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That that's really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm I love the sound of this. Um, so so, what's the I guess what's the plan right now? Do you guys have any upcoming conferences or trade shows that you're going to be attending that people can come and learn more about the product there? Yeah, right now we don't. We've been, um, you know, really just kind of uh, we just moved. Um, it got a new building here and we're actually, I think, getting ready to build uh, a new building, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, so, you know, things have kind of been uh, just trying to uh, get through the pandemic more than anything else, you know, at this point. Um, and just really kind of take it uh, slow, one step at a time with that as well. Um, you know, I, I had I was wanting to go to the uh, 2021 HR and then I think it got canceled. And, you know, so I mean, 
uh, we will be back at the trade shows. You know, right now it's just we're we're kind of making sure that uh, uh, our supply lines are good and you know everything else like every other manufacturer is having trouble with right now. Yeah. Are you, are you, have you guys been struggling with that pretty hard too? Not really. Um, you know, it's, it's been decent. I'll, I'll say, you know, for us. And one of the big reasons why is because we're not using all the same exact components they are. Um, you know, so we're not all, you know, already we're not competing with them, you know, for those products. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's one of the nice things uh, there. I mean, it's, we still have longer lead times than what we normally did, um, but they're not outrageous by any means. Yeah. Yeah. That's something too, like a lot of people forget is like with a lot of the, a lot of those brands, a lot of manufacturers out there, it's like, there's only a handful of actual co- like manufacturer companies and there's all these different brands that are all made by the same company. The yeah. same with tools and stuff like Milwaukee and Ryobi and they're all made by the same company. Um, so right. if one of them's experiencing a shortage of something, then they probably all are. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that's, that's one of the things too, where, um, you know, some of the stuff, you know, we make in it ourselves, you know, good luck finding an American made contactor. If you know of one, please send it my way, you know, because, um, you know, since the pandemic as well as a manufacturer, it's made us really kind of look at, okay, uh, what are we importing? What is, you know, uh, what can we bring back to the United States? Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, even components for that matter, um, you know, where, you know, let's just say there's a good portion of a lot of our industry that's, you know, come straight from China. And well, there's a lot of good uh, manufacturers over in India now, too. And, uh, you know, I, I think a little diversification here uh, is only going to help our industry by by all the manufacturers, ultimately. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll force everybody else to uh, explore other options or increase their uh i guess the quality and everything else yeah that that that's one thing too you know that our furnace um you know exploring those options and everything you know uh, last i heard the industry was still you know we're still you know vying for service techs and installers and you know there's still just a major shortage there um and that's one thing that i I feel our furnace is is helping uh can help do is is really help mitigate some of that shortage uh, because uh it is iot because it is you know uh, those types of things that, you know, now, you know, technically the contractor could be, you know, sitting in his office and, and be able to see, you know, a spreadsheet of all the furnace, all of the cocoon furnaces that he has installed and what they're all doing. Um, you know, that that's ultimately one of our, our, our goals to be there um, because then that, you know, that, that does help the labor shortage that we have in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Alan, uh, I guess we'll be getting to wrap up here a little bit. Um, I appreciate you joining me on the show. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. So uh, if there was, I guess if there's a good way for, for people to reach out and learn more, what would that be? Uh, I would go to our website, cocoonrevolution.com, and start there, fill out uh, uh, the contact us page. Um, definitely while you're there, check out the uh, resources page. We've got uh, uh, the uh, the documentary and a couple of other uh, videos and stuff on there that on, on the furnace as well. And, uh, or shoot me an email and, uh, at Alan C at cocoonrevolution.com. Awesome. Well, Alan, I appreciate you joining me on the show today. Uh, thanks for tuning in everybody. Uh, and until next time we will see you later. Thank you.